Hello and welcome to All Round Mine with Primark, the podcast where we take you all round a very special guest's home. I'm George Lawton. And I'm Arielle Free and we are inviting you all round. So what are you waiting for? Come on in. How are you doing, Arielle? Hi, do you know what? I'm buzzing today, actually. Mm. I feel like this podcast has actually genuinely inspired me or basically given me the virtual kick up the backside to mm. get stuff done. Got myself some wire tidies the other day. No, you didn't. Yeah, got myself a nice little table thing. But do you know what? It's been quite hilarious this week on the old Residence Facebook group. Ah, oh, this is my favourite thing. I love a good the, update. The update. Yeah, go on. What's happening so, this week? So, you know, in previous times, we've had like books like on how to make soup covered in soup because that's really <laughs> like friendly in the current age. Um... This week's one, uh-huh. wait for it. Yeah. Who would like a two to three man tent? Looks a little bit like the picture pasted below. So they've copy and pasted the kind of catalogue picture of okay. it. Sounds good so far. Um, happy to give it to anyone you know. It's going to be a lovely summer. Lots of camping ahead. Has a broken pole, <laughs> but I'm sure that's easily fixed. <laughs> How okay. many people do you think replied to that message? Uh, zero. One. Four. <laughs> Four of the residents were actually legit like fighting over Facebook for this like tent. And I'm like... Have you all read the small print that is broken? Do you know what it is, though? People cannot wait to get outside. They're like, any opportunity. They're no. like, come on, let's go. But camping, sounds great. Lest we forget, we live in the UK. <laughs> One camping trip is guaranteed. You've like a 90% chance of rain happening. Mm. It has. You're never going to fix that pole. You're yeah. never going to get the replacement one for it. You're just basically taking on someone else's rubbish. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm not going to be buying a tent anytime soon, but I'm certainly not going to be buying one with a broken pole. Been selling any tents recently? Uh, not tents. Sold a light, actually, at the weekend, trying to clear out the garage I a bet bit. you that was a nice light. What with you being a nice mm, light and designer and all? Quite a nice light. Was it? Yeah. Did you get a good price? Good price? <sighs> Look, I just wanted to get rid of it, so I stuck it on Facebook Marketplace, 30 quid. It's probably worth 90. Babe, why are you... Wait a minute, you're not very good at this. Del Boy would not do that. I know, I know, but it's like I'm not going to be back home for much longer and I don't want to get rid of it. I just want to get rid of it. So I put it up on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, a lovely gentleman came to p- collect it uh, all the way from Heathrow. An hour and a half it took him to collect this light. See, now, now I know what is a decent light. <laughs> is he going to make money on that? He's definitely, he's going to Why didn't you offer 100%. this light to me? Uh, I'm sorry, I'll do it. I mean, future. we were talking about lights in one of our episodes recently saying I need some light and advice. You didn't tell me no, you've got you like a whole hidden like treasure of them. It would have gone with your decor it was too industrial okay mm, and his whole family was in the car with him as well oh <laughs> that reminds me of the time i sold a barbecue my mum's like old barbecue is like this big massive industrial thing and i'd said in the ad it's massive please yeah. be warned and then uh-huh. the guy who came to buy it i spent the best part of 45 minutes trying to squeeze it in his car and it was the best entertainment i had on lockdown sat on my balcony cup of tea watched him maybe like we should just stick to the podcast hosting then uh, i think we probably should yeah i'm not sure we're going to become traders anytime soon i don't know i do like i feel like the glass Del boy has a ring to it no mm, pro- probably not no, okay yeah, stick to the radio and podcast <laughs> Uh, but this week, joining us, Ariel, we've got the Vivian. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm very excited. I told you I was buzzing. Uh, British drag queen royalty winner, the first RuPaul's Drag Race UK, mm. and now a tour de force with her own TV show and music. It's going to be an exciting one. It's going to be fabulous. It is. I cannot wait to hear it. Let's go around the Vivians. Hello everyone, it's the Viv and I'm walking you through my home. So I've just come through the front door and um, on the right, you first come to my dining room, which is a very, very bougie dining room, <laughs> to say the least. It's a Vivian Westwood themed dining room. I was very, very lucky because when the Liverpool store 
and Vivian Westwood closed down just after the first lockdown, they offered me to come and choose what I wanted from the store. So I've got a huge, probably seven foot by seven foot canvas of like a distressed Union Jack with a big orb on it, the Vivian Westwood orb. And then just to the side of that, we've got a six foot glass cabinet. And that is actually currently housing my crown and scepter from Drag Race. Um, We've got a fireplace and we've got the Vivian Westwood squiggle wallpaper. And I've got another jewellery cabinet. There's a big bust on top of that. I've got a pink neon sign saying the Vivian, some mannequins. And the prized possession in this, I've got um, a Westwood mannequin that is modelling the last dress that Pete Burns ever wore on stage, which I acquired from his lovely husband, because uh, Pete's an icon of mine. We've also got a piano. We've got a six-foot um, dining table made out of reclaimed wood. And let's go straight upstairs. I want to take you to my drag room, because I know that's what you all want to hear about. So up the first place, we've got a big mirror there. We've also got here at the top of the stairs a replica of um, John Hammond's cane from Jurassic Park. So I'm a massive Jurassic Park fan. So we're in the drag room now. So if just picture a big room full of wigs, makeup. I can't breathe because of the stairs. There's makeup everywhere because I did my makeup this morning and I am notorious for making a huge mess with my makeup. So just outside the drag room, we've got a little closet full of all of my clothes that I wore on Drag Race. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Those stairs are a killer. Do you know what? I think I need to move into a smaller house because running around in corsets is not the one. Let's go into the bathroom. We've got a nice rolled top bath, probably my favourite place to chill out and um, relax and unwind and give me good feet a boil after they've been in heels for about 17 hours. But it's all the fun of being a drag queen. I think we should end up in the living room because that's where I'm about to sit down and chill out. Nice wooden floor, big old Chesterfield, big telly and me pet turtle swimming away in the tank. Um, so that was a little tour of my house. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, don't come knocking on my door because I won't be in. Uh, lots of love, the Viv. Mwah. Welcome, the Vivian. How Hello. are you? Hello. Oh, my goodness. How unfit am I listening to that? <laughs> I'm like, well, I really, really, really need to give up the six. How are you? <laughs> I was so... Do you know what? It's, I can honestly see in this whole series, we've not had a home tour like it, but I feel like I was on that kind of challenge Annika tour with you. Like, you were trying to do it in, like, record speed. That's what it felt like, isn't it? I felt like I'd just run a marathon, walk through, park through the front door, throw in the shopping on the side, you know, not even put it away. The orange and pears are rolling along the floor and I'm trying to do a house tour. That's what it felt like, visually. You definitely managed to fit the most into a, yeah. to a short period of time. It was non-stop. Um, I'm going to go right back to the beginning of that tour because this doesn't happen to anyone or has never happened to anyone I know, in which you've told us you're, you you got to go into the Vivian Westwood store and help yourself <laughs> because it was close. Like, Standard. Sorry, Standard. what? <laughs> I'm being How? surprised that this is this is a long story. So I fell in love with Vivian Westwood when I was like 14, 15, and I was living in Wales at the time. That's where I was born. And the closest Vivian Westwood store to me was Liverpool. So I'd sneak to Liverpool on the train and just, you know, I'd save up all my money over the summer holidays from working. And I'd just treat myself at the end of the summer holidays to something. And then once, once I moved to Liverpool and I was 16, I was always, you know, I was always a good customer in there. And then got really good friends with the staff and going out on nights out with them and stuff and on the club scene. So then, you know, flash forward 10 years, 13 years later, COVID's hit and Vivian Westwood closes a store in Liverpool. Mm. Um, 
and I saw on Facebook somebody tagged me and something said, "Oh my God, the, the store's closing down." And um, so I was like, I messaged the the manager and was like, "Please, please, 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 what are you throwing away? What's available?" Um, so I've acquired these two amazing brass gilded um, jewelry cabinets. One's like a big seven foot glass one and then there's another small one with all compartments and these huge orbs on them they're oh just absolutely gosh. amazing um and some mannequins and this a huge like that's got to be like a 12 by 12 foot canvas of union jack with a huge Vivian Westwood orb on it so um yeah it's, it's crazy what's your favorite item out of the whole collection you managed to get your hands on like from oh that store closing from the store, it's probably probably the cabinets. I mean, it couldn't have been it couldn't have been more perfect because my crown and scepter from Drag Race fit in it so perfectly, and it's all lit. They've got lights built into them, um, and the, the scepter actually fits like a glove. It just you know on an angle, it sits right in that section. So oh. so yeah, just I feel every time I come in the room, it takes my breath away. It's fantastic. I, I had it. a um, theory that basically you'd just spent that much in the shop over the years that they just gave it to you because you practically bought it anyway. Well, I mean, the fact that you did have the manager's number that you could just message, I think probably <laughs> says there might be some truth to that. I love stories like that, though. Like, probably. who deserves it more? The person who adores the designer and who spent that much time in the shop. No one deserves it more. Well, exactly. Do you know what? I, I really feel like they've come to... You know, because these could have ended up on a tip. I think they oh, were going... Yeah. They were, that's where they were headed. So I'm just so glad that they've ended up with someone that loves Vivian Westwood, um, really respects it, and they're, they're just going to get so much love through the years. And given that you've put all this effort into the uh, the decor around the, the very glam living space, do you, do you have the cooking skills to match the dinners that you have at the tables around there, or is it is it mainly <laughs> takeaway approaches? <laughs> do you know what? I can cook. I just don't because I can't be bothered most of the time. So <laughs> David, my husband's a great cook. Um, but, yeah, we, we've had a few nice dinners in here. <laughs> Christmas dinner. We had our first Christmas dinner this year in here, which was lovely. Oh, I love that. Is you've mentioned that you've got mannequins. Do they stay upstairs in the kind of like the drag room or are they like scattered around the home? Oh no, these are in these, we've, got, we've got a squiggle one here and we've got a mannequin looking at me, which is wearing the, the Pete Burns dress. There's <gasps> they're in the dining room, they're kind of on display. So they're part, part of the party. Of the, of the it's like it's too, I think it's turned into a little bit of a Westwood museum, to be fair. <laughs> uh, which I'm not mad at because it's just camp. I mean, that's what you want, you know, when you have friends around for dinner, great yeah. talking pieces, and everyone says, Oh my, well, you know, what's that dress? You know, I I acquired that dress from uh, Michael Pete Burns' husband. And it's the, it's the last dress he ever wore on stage. I'm such a huge fan of Pete. And um, oh. I got talking to Michael on Facebook and, you know, he was selling a, a bits of his things and he wanted them to go to really great places where they were going to be loved. So now it's it's here and um, I, I look at it every day. Because Pete Barnes, he was a Birkenhead boy, wasn't he? So he was a bit of an icon around Liverpool. Although, would you call Birkenhead a real <laughs> Liverpoolian? No, I just do you a, know? A, a Jezza? Well, listen, I, I, I've got no, I've got no grounds on calling anyone a plastic skeleton or a Jezza or a woolly bath or anything because I'm from North Wales. Uh, but I'm, I'm an I'm an honorary Scouser. Honorary uh, Scouser. Picked up the accent very very quick when I was about sixteen when I moved here. Um, but yeah, Pete was. Pete was from Rock Ferry, I'm sure it was. He, you know, 
used to, the town was his stomping ground, Liverpool, mm. and he worked at Pro Records. And there's an iconic picture of Pete Burns stood outside Pro Records on the steps in a full squiggle print outfit with <gasps> the pirate boots. And you can actually, you can see, if you Google the image, you can go and the steps are still there, but it's no longer Pro Records oh. anymore. Um, so it's just, I, I just the reason I love Liverpool. It's just so much history, so many icons, you know, music, fashion, everything. It's just got everything. The people are amazing. And I love it here. It's got pink bins. No, purple. <laughs> no, so... I wish they were pink. I wish they were pink. <laughs> can we yeah. can we change that? No, so no, this is like this is history for so I can my mum's a scouser, so she's a West Derby girl, so I've had it my whole upbringing. Like I love Liverpool as well. I'm half Scottish, half Scouse, and um I think that's that's a real melting pot for getting the gift of the gab. I'll say that I'm Yeah, much. oh definitely. <laughs> But the thing is, is if you there's a certain part of Liverpool, if you've got a purple bin, you're a real Liverpoolian. If you're from across the water, you don't have a purple bin. So often, you'll agree with this, when you're scouts, you'll be like, oh, but have you got a purple bin, though? It's like a real thing, isn't it? Yeah, but have you got a purple bin, though? <laughs> have you, though? <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, we need to talk dinosaurs. Uh, your, your Jurassic <laughs> Park cane, that's a bit of me. Tell me about that. Well, I'm obsessed with Jurassic Park. I don't. I couldn't tell you why. I couldn't tell you who. I couldn't tell you when. Um, it's just. I loved it as a kid, and then I kind of forgot about it until about my. I think what re-sparked it was when I went to Universal Studios in LA about mm-hmm. five years ago and went on the ride. And when you just hear that John Williams soundtrack, you know. <laughs> I was just, I was just overcome with emotion and just fabulous. Like it was just amazing. Um, so I just, it sparked a bit of an obsession in me. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got Jurassic Park tattoos up my legs. Uh, it was our theme song. It was our, it was our wedding. It was our. That's what we went down the to. Like a really, <laughs> but it, it wasn't like the that's movie amazing. version. It was a really orchestral violin, and it was, it was oh, absolutely stunning. Wow. Um, what's so, yeah. the cane? Is that like from? Is that the one that because the, the John Hammond's cane, right? Right. So yeah, is that so the one with the amber? John, yes, the amber. It's the Yay. white stick with the amber mm. with the with the mosquito in it, where where it all started from. Yeah, so it's a nice little collector's piece. Dare I ask uh, your opinions on Jurassic World? Oh, I see. Because I'm such a geek of it, I, you know, the, it can't do no wrong for me. I love Jurassic okay. World one. Um, Jurassic World 2 I loved as well uh, mm. you know it's never going to compare to the originals but you know they never do do the um, but, <laughs> but anything anything, throw anything Jurassic Park at me Jurassic World anything in that franchise and I'm going to be geeking out for days so. <laughs> it just reminds me of being a child my brother loved Jurassic Park so much and I could never put anything on the TV like all I wanted to do was watch Annie and all he wanted to do was watch <laughs> Jurassic Park and it was just the constant fight in our house well, that sounds like... exactly like mine and David's marriage <laughs> What are we watching tonight? Oh, come on, Shasta Whale, come on, Shasta Park. And <laughs> um, so we need to talk about your stairs because mm. there are a lot of them. So you've mentioned you've got like a Victorian house, so you've got the whole floor. Did you actually wear a corset for your home tour? <laughs> yes, I just finished. Did you? When I did the home tour, I've just finished filming something. Um, so I was, I was like, I was, I was in half drag. So usually I'll come in from whatever I've been doing, I'll rip the hair off, the shoes will fly off, there'll be a trail of drag behind me, but of course it's always the first thing I put on, so it's the last thing to come off. So I'm running up the stairs doing the bits, and as I got to the top, I was like, this was not a good idea, was it? I couldn't breathe. (laughs) 
I suppose a lockdown look. Like that's the effort you've like been going to the end. Like never mind loungewear, singing in my corset. Heels on. Heels on. And yeah, why not? Um, it sounds like a gorgeous house. You've taken us on the bottom floor and then you have a whole drag room as well, which just sounds incredible. And um, have you had any accents on the stairs to someone who runs around in heels constantly? <laughs> No, do you know what? I think I've, I've tripped a couple of times. So there's three flights of stairs. So you come in, there's the kitchen, the dining room, and then into the back, and then there's a basement as well. They're the scary stairs. So that, that's where I won't go down on my own because it's scary down there. And then you go up a flight to the living room, and then we call it the... I can't say it on air. But the, <laughs> you, everyone's everyone's gone, got one of those rooms, haven't I? You, you know what I'm going to say? The... the the s room. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're with you. The S room. <laughs> and then we go up again, and then it's our room, and then a spare room, and then the drag room. So the drag room is just, it's like an Aladdin's cave of um, little trinkets from Drag Race that I saved, like the Snatch Game cards, oh. um, some stuff out of the... the um, the car boot challenge, you know, some of the stuff that was in the car that we had to make stuff from, some yeah. of the costumes that I made on the show, uh, wigs everywhere... Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a camp old time. <laughs> and your coveted crown and scepter from winning the Drag Race yes. UK. Does it ever leave the house? Is it insured? Mm. Does it have a special box? <laughs> Do you know what? It does leave the house sometimes, but very occasionally. Uh, I just did something with Jennifer Ellison, bless her, and um, it was for the kids that it was their final dance piece. Um, oh. It was all COVID safe. They don't, you know, they, they couldn't do anything for their year. So they, they sorted out this whole thing. They got all the kids tested um, they isolated and they got to film this thing. And I turned up to do a little cameo. I just literally walked on, you know, and crowned whoever won the scene kind of thing. And um, they had a little crown there. And I said, we're literally 10 minutes away from a house. Should I go and like, don't tell the kids, should I go and get my crown and scepter? And they were like, what? No, no, really, really. I was like, yeah, come on, let's follow. I'm here, I'm in drag, let's do it. So, walk at the kids' faces just lit up. It was just Aww. amazing. So, so, it does it does leave the house, but very, very uh, rarely. <laughs> oh, but what an, a wonderful occasion to bring it out as well. I'd like that is yeah. something you'd never forget. Mm. If that it happened so in my cute. dance school, I literally, it's making me well up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Now, we do need to talk about the the bath. We cannot gloss over the bathroom because a roll-top bath, that is that is luxury. Oh, I just love, uh, you know, if I've got any time to myself, yeah. run a bath, get some nice... I put, I'm one of those that puts, like, everything into a bath, like a bath bomb, then bath salt, then bubble <laughs> bath, then everything else. Um, and I've got one of those... So everyone, everyone um, started taking the mick out of me when I got it because it's like one of those wooden things, you know, you put over your bath that's no, got, like, a shelf. No, we're here for them. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, absolutely life-changing i can put my phone on it stick netflix on or a podcast mm -hmm. sat yeah. there with my coffee scrubs on my face and i'm in there for a good hour but it's tapas in the bath i mean I'm not, not, not yet but i'll try it <laughs> give it a go a few olives i reckon olives in the bath would oh, be really i think it'd be decadent no what if you got some bubbles on it then it'd be a little bit the taste weird like some how long do, how long do you guys usually sit in the bath? Because I, I sit there, but I just keep filling it up with hot water until mm. I'm an absolute prune. Do you know what I? I feel like you've got to be in there for at least forty five minutes to get you know the real 
I'm like oh, you. God, I'll yeah. top. I, I'm. I. I to have a bath is a big occasion for me because I. I just don't. I find I'm very impatient and also I'm quite short. So I'm that person who really has to like balance their toe on the tap to keep afloat. <laughs> and like keeping that up for like 45 minutes is quite a task. So I always just like end up like submerging myself, like accidentally falling in and then my hair gets wet because I like bath oils. So that like you don't want to get your hair in the bath oils. But yeah. I'm like you, if I do have a bath, I top up the hot water. But then after every bath, I have to have a shower. You've got to have a shower ah. after it. Shower it all off. Yeah, just yeah. Like, people are really weird about baths, aren't they? Because they're like, oh no, because it's just like bathing in your own dirt. <laughs> mm, There's something me. to that. There is something to that. But I get, I like the, I, I like how relaxing and I feel very good after I've had a bath with loads of oils and it's like steaming mm. hot and oh, salt. It's great. Yeah. And then your dressing gown on, a bit of curry, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Order a chippy. Oh, it's just the best. Aww. When I was a kid, I really loved a bath. And I used to have these things called tubby tints, which are these little <laughs> these little tablets that would change the colour of the bath. You could get red ones and blue ones. Oh and I, we found these videos from my birthday back when I was like six. And I got these tubby tints for my birthday. And my mum just said, because it's your birthday, you can have two in at the same time. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Did your mum used to run you like the hottest bath? I'm, I'm yeah. sure my uh-huh. mum used to be made of yeah. asbestos or something. <laughs> She'd run a bath and I'd be like, I can't get in that. It was like it was like the fires of Mount Doom. <laughs> and will you go into your bath with a full face of makeup on? Will you sort of just watch the makeup drip off you and into the bath? Oh no, I've got to, that's got to come off way before. Right. That's, that, I mean, that's an effort in itself getting your drag face off because it's not like normal makeup. It's like stage makeup, so it's yeah. super thick foundation. So you've got to have something that cuts right through it, leave it on to set for, you know, leave it on to soak through the, the makeup and break it down and then get it off and then then dive in. You must have the intel and the perfect like cleanser then. Yeah, so I use Elemis Beauty Balm to take my makeup Ooh. off, which just basically dissolves the makeup, take love it off with it. a cloth, and it's gone in like mm-hmm. a minute. I love that. I'm sorry, I'm so, I know this is like on a tangent. George. Well, no, do you know what? <laughs> this would have been good to know back a few years ago when I was working as a zombie at Thorpe Park when I was at uni. And <laughs> Just taking off that makeup, absolute nightmare every night. Oh, that fake blood does not come off Doesn't. easily. Well, my friend, we once went to a fancy dress party and it was like, come dressed as anything beginning with the word S. Mm-hmm. And I had turned up full on Mrs. Santa Claus outfit and she was smurfette in head to toe blue paint and oh. body paint and face paint. And halfway through the party, half the night, she started having an allergic reaction to it. Oh. And I will never forget oh, no. sitting in that person's bathroom and hosing my friend down. <laughs> Trying to get this blue face and body paint on before she just like had hives everywhere. (laughs) It's not a look. Oh, bless her. But obviously, um, life's changed an awful lot over the past year. You don't need me to tell you that. Um, But especially for for performers and artists, um, how have you been spending the time at home? Has it been tough to get used to? Casting back just over a year ago, I was in Amsterdam doing a show, then came back and did Porn Idol at G.A.Y., which is a crazy old show. Um, If you've been, you'll know what it is. If you know, you know. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, this whole, oh, this coronavirus thing. And we're like, oh, well, this will, you know, last a couple of weeks, won't it? Oh, made up. Three weeks into, you know, the first lockdown, I thought it was going to last about a month. It was great because we were, you know, me and David, we were newly married. We were constantly on the road, never got any home time. So it was absolute 
bliss. Yeah. It was mm. lovely. Yeah. And then the fourth week and then the fifth week and then the sixth month and you go, oh, I can't do this anymore. Then, you know, don't get me wrong, I've been able to work, I've been able to do stuff and earn money, which is great. But I, I need an audience. Like, I need to yeah. get on stage and that get, that, get that thrill. And, you know, for me, it's been it's been hard, but... I'm I'm fine. I'm okay. Yeah. I've been trying to do stuff, you know, for the local queens of Liverpool. I've been auctioning off costumes that I've worn on Drag Race or costumes that I made on, Aww. you know, on Great British Sewing Bee. Just so, and just splitting the the funds directly to the queens, you know, who have actually been physically unable to work. Oh, yeah. And it's been a it's been a great help for them, and I'm going <laughs> to continue to do it, you know, until they can go back to work because, you know, I'm, I'm, I know how lucky I am, and I'm very grateful for what I've been able to have. Do you think you'll go back to... Because you pretty much were spending, like, one night at home a month, weren't you? Like, yeah, being on the road. We Do you think you'll go back to that again? Like, like I said, no, everyone's obviously very excited about things reopening. Now things are a bit safer and when they'll eventually be completely safe for us to go back to having normality or what life was like. Do you think you'll go back to being on the road that much again? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. That's That's... That's kind of our life. That's what mm. we enjoy mm. doing. Um, and as RuPaul always says, it kind of, you know if I'm if I'm busy, then the voices are, the voices in my head are at bay. You know, yeah. the voices in my head can't creep in, and if you don't get left to your own devices. That's when you start going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be glorious. I always wonder, like, if you're on the road for that long, you're not only having to pack for your travel clothes and then your stage clothes and then the oh, items the that need your stage clothes to glue. Like, do a you steamer, have like a iron. steamer, oh, a sewing kit, like yeah. a, a kind of like an emergency kit? <laughs> Break it down. You're going to get all all the secrets now. So um, <laughs> the trick is to being on tour or on the road, you pack as little boy clothes as necessary mm-hmm. like what what do i need you know it's not about dressing up and looking gorgeous as a boy it's it's about a pair of shoes i'll usually bulk buy a load of socks same with underwear you know get straight to primark get all the nice <laughs> socks and, and all the, honest to god true story and then you have for your costumes so you have a spray bottle with pure vodka a bit of a flora <laughs> And so, so as soon as you've taken the costume off, because you can't wash them, um, and you know, until unless you get to a hotel, but that could yeah. be in three or four days' time. Yeah. So you spray it with that, and that'll you know get rid of all the bacteria until you can <gasps> wash it. Um, and we're literally battling this now. We've got I've got a new show I'm filming tomorrow, which is about six, seven episodes. So that's six, seven different looks, different weights. Yeah. I'm thinking, mm. how are we going to pack all this? So it's it's pretty much playing Tetris. You've just got to look. And shove it in and just look <laughs> the best. <laughs> David, my husband, is the, is the integral part of the kind of packing oh. process and and making sure everything's there and ready, which yes. he does get paid for. It's not slave labour. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dream team, though. There's not a lot of people who could go on the road with their partner and like be a total dream. Like, like, yeah, but do you know what? It's it's the perfect situation because if he didn't, if he wasn't kind of employed as we, it, I suppose technically he's employed as a as an assistant, but it's it's just my husband helping out. Um, we would never see each other. We yeah. never see each other if you know he's got his own wig business as well on the side, which he loves doing. Mm. Um, but then when we're on the road, we're there together, and yeah. you know who who doesn't want to see their husband all the time? You know, so. love that. And what would you say that home means to you? Home means to me just kind of like leaving everything. Leaving the hype outside, kind of, yeah. you know, I love, I think it's very easy in this industry to kind of believe your own hype. And I just go, oh, God, no. 
I've fin- come finished that, you know, vivs somewhere else. We come in, kick shoes off, just family time. That, that's yeah. probably home means home means family to me, and um, just being normal, just yeah. being being human. That's that's my home time. I have one more question for you. George here is about to move into a new place and we've been getting top tips from our wonderful guests about what they, he should bring to his home. Mm. As you have so much incredible like energy and what you do as the Vivienne, and like what could we bring to George's home? Like, with that drag queen energy, would there be anything that you would like give him as a top tip mm. to make it fabulous? Oh, I would say make sure that your house reflects you because, you know, you, that's where you're living. What's that famous saying? Your house is your calling card from mm. um, First Wives Club. Like when you come back, say you've been away for six weeks, you've got to come back and go, oh, I missed this. Yeah. You know, I love this. And just be proud of what you've got. And yeah, just make it somewhere you really want to live. I just couldn't walk into a room or a house you know, that's just magnolia walls. <laughs> and that was it, you know. I, just make it, put put yourself all over it. That's and, you I know, saying. I might kickstart that whole process by buying myself a cheeky uh, Jurassic Park cane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Vivian, thank you so much for taking us around You're your home and letting us come all round. It's been all sorts of wonderful. It's like been I said, incredible. no home tour like it. Me. That real challenge Annika style home tour will forever like stay with us. I love it. And uh, where can our listeners find out about what's coming up next for you? Um, so there's so much coming up. We've got West End show. We've got more music, music <gasps> video, everything coming up. Loads, loads of stuff. So you can follow me on Instagram at the Vivian underscore and then the Vivian UK on everything else. Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook. There's all sorts. So yeah, uh, West End show. Cannot wait. May seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth me tea coffee and veronica green oh. all live singing um so uh, it's gonna be a face for the west end it's gonna be great yes amazing congratulations <laughs> oh, i'm very excited Thank about you. that you can get tickets for our west end show um drag queens of pop at nymaxtheaters.com uh, thank you so much you're more than welcome bye Thanks so much for listening to season one of All Around Mine. I've been Ariel Free. And I've been George Lawton. A lovely time. It's emotional. Thank you so much to all of our amazing guests as well. They've been amazing. They have been incredible. And a few people to shout out because this podcast would not have happened without them. Junior producer Harriet Wells and Rosie Marotra. Senior producer Zoe Edwards. Engineer Gully Tickle and Josh Gibbs. Thanks to Chris Skinner, Mark Rivers, Jane Bibby and Jermaine Lapwood. And exec producer Alex Lawless. It would not have happened without all those fabulous people. Legends, a lot of them. Yeah, you just want a second series. I do, yeah. (laughs) 